Hello and welcome to Shaken Not Noob, the podcast that knows when to hold them and knows when to fold them. I am your host who knows when to walk away, Fuzzy Dan, and joining me today is a man who knows when to run, it's Mr. Doody Dutrum. How are we, sir? Running away. Hey, <laughs> run away! Uh, I'm doing well. I've actually been doing a bit of running this week. It's been, gyms are reopened, it's safe to go outside again in Melbourne. Uh, I've, been, I've been doing some running and my legs, oh boy, they're tired. <laughs> I've been running all day. Um, yeah, it's nice to be outside again, isn't it? Without masks on. It's, 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 it's weird because like it, we had this big period in Melbourne where it's like, you can only go outside if you're wearing your mask. And then it was like, no, you can go outside normal again. Ah, put your masks back on. And now it's just like, Mon literally, my wife walks around with a mask in her hand and a phone in the other going, do I, don't I, do I, don't I? Oh, fucking no, man. It's too hard to keep up with all of the uh, the changes. Minute by minute, day by day, it uh, it definitely changes all the time. Yes, just like the song says, we're going through changes. <laughs> I'm going through changes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Big Mouth. Great TV show. <laughs> Um, look, we're here today to talk about some video games, the news, and much, much more. Yes. Um, let's get stuck into it. <clears throat> uh, first cab off the rank. Um, I did want to talk about it because it is happening right now. It is the time to buy all your PC games because it, because it is. Drum roll, please. Sounded like Chewbacca at the start. Yeah. Uh, it is the Steam Summer Sale. Uh, it is now on. So all of those games that you've been wishlisting over the last little while, now is the time to purchase them. Um, it is a very dangerous time of year for me because I usually line up like I've got, I think, about 50 things on my wish list at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I got the email this morning saying 24 games on my wish list are now on sale. So, um, yeah, it's, it's about cherry picking the best ones um, and the ones that are on best deals. But there's so much on offer. It's pretty crazy at the moment. Um, yeah, I did get I one of those emails, I think, this morning as well, saying your, your Steam wish list games are on sale. But I generally get those like every day. <laughs> there's there's some yeah i mean they're pretty pretty hectic about doing that but there's some amazing games on there like for example you can purchase the incredibly awesome portal 2 um i think it's now worth about three dollars um so if you're into that definitely there uh the game of the year edition of witcher 3 is like 16 dollars. so there's some pretty amazing games I mean, that yeah, you can that's, get that's uh, for hades which everyone was going nuts for is 25 dollars. i've been yeah. meaning to pick that up that and hot lava yep yeah, uh, this uh, it's one thing about Steam. I think they do two massive sales every year, and then obviously, yeah, other little sales around it. I never, <laughs> I always say this: you never buy anything for full price because guaranteed in six months' time it'll be ten bucks instead of oh, forty. Yeah. And I you'll picked up Broforce it. for like three bucks the other day. Best three dollars <sighs> I ever spent. How good is Broforce? It's Broforce amazing. Broforce is fucking fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I'm planning on doing a video on that, and holy shit, it's fun. Even it's, the, it's the four-player PC co-op is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, there's uh, there's some awesome deals on there. So yeah, definitely the time now to uh, to line it all up. There you go. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons, quite a lot of fun. Eighteen dollars, um, which is pretty amazing. Oh yeah, it's worth, that's uh, eighteen bucks. Yeah, that's that's worth it. If you have absolutely shit, yeah, and it's crossplay <laughs> and it's VR and it's got flight six. Yeah, I mean, there's there's just awesome stuff. Like, there's a, an amazing game called Hollow Knight. I don't know if you have played that. Um, that's pretty cool. That's yeah, eight dollars. There's a new game that came out on Steam that um, I'm going to take a look at. It's called Phantom Abyss. Have you heard about this? Have you seen about this? No, no, no. It is a first-person um, sort 
sort of Indiana Jones Tomb Raider puzzle racing game. So like, hello, think Fall Guys, but good. Um, <laughs> so it's it's like you know, Fall Guys <clears throat> is fine. It, it's not. It's bad. Um, if you want something good, watch MXC. Um, but it is first person like tomb puzzles with other like people racing to the finish and stuff like that. And when someone gets to the finish, the, the puzzle immediately stops. Um, so I'm going to take a look at that uh, over the over the weekend. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so if you um, have been queuing everything up, now is the time to go at it and uh, and go like crazy and purchase and make your wallet cry. Um, it is definitely a good time for it all. Um, yeah, so Steam Sale, um, it's on now to, I think... Oh, shit, when was the dates? Uh, it goes up until the 8th of July. Um, so you've got like a week and a bit. Yes, yes. There are some pretty good... Oh, wait, uh, that's like two weeks. Two Holy weeks. shit. Two weeks. Um, yeah, so two weeks until uh, that closes up. Maybe, maybe in two weeks' time we talk about what we purchased and uh, and what's worth it on... Oh, yeah. I think so. <laughs> Subverse isn't on sale. I'm sorry, you horny lads, but Subverse <laughs> is not on sale. Um, don't get it. I honestly... Uh, like, I, it honestly confuses me why everything doesn't go on sale. Even just, like, 10%. Like, there's some games on right, there yeah. that definitely need it. And, like, yeah, you know, when everything's on sale and you're the only one who's not... Why the fuck would I buy your game? Resident Evil 2, $21. Titanfall 2, $8. Jesus, there's some great bargains here. Yes, there are. So, yeah, check it out um, on on your PC, on the PC nearest to you. Um, it is the Steam sales. So, yes, uh, that'll be fun. Now, uh, moving on to the next piece of news. Um, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? The Marvel Avengers update that came through last week. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, yes. I, I, I am on top of Avengers. I, I'm going to be playing Avengers. There's some new um, MCU skins that they've put into the game uh, this morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to log on and get that Captain America skin. But I'm aware of the news piece you're about to bring up. Excellent, because yes, it is a bit of a warning. Um, Marvel Avengers is now showing your IP address on the screen after their latest patch. Um, so this is this is from two days ago. I don't know if it's been fixed it, yeah, since it's been then. Fixed, yeah. Okay, there you go. But yeah, basically they were displaying everybody's IP address and username um, as a string of floating text above your characters within the game. Uh, they initially called it just a string of text, um, but literally it's all of your details. So I'm not sure if anyone's been hacked at this point, but yeah, there was a lot of information on there that should not have been floating around. Yeah, it was for, uh, I think it was for the PlayStations only. It didn't come up on the Xbox and the PCs. Um, yeah, it was for the June twenty second. So for us, it would have been the Wednesday just gone. The Cosmic Cube event, um, okay. where you go after Monica. Uh, I forgot her fucking name. The 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 the, the chick from fucking the Modoc TV series. Um, yep, <clears throat> you go after her because she has the Tesseract basically, um, and that's that. And uh, the next DLC, story progression wise, that comes out will be in August for Black Panther. Oh, okay. Excellent. <coughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so look, be careful if you're playing it. I mean, I think obviously now Dude is saying it's been uh, updated, but yeah. yes, uh, yeah. if you're still playing Marvel Avengers, you may be one of the only few that have got your details out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Look, it's getting better. Um, having said <laughs> that, though, it still needs to get better. Yes, it does. Yes. I mean, it's... Look, I, I, I've seen some recent like gameplay footage of it. I don't think it's changed enough since what. I, I, maybe I just don't like the original game. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, look, it's it's an interesting game because 
they if they made this open world Manhattan, people I think would be all over it because people are still playing Grand Theft Auto. <clears throat> like Grand Theft Auto is even more popular now because there's a fucking role playing server where people are playing and streaming like six hours straight of them role playing, working in a in a like fucking boring, pointless job. <clears throat> Which you know, okay, cool. I can I can stream that myself, but. Yeah, but that was a cool game to start with. So, you know, they started with the cool game and then made it, you know, something else. Not, yeah. you know, started with a shit game and then tried to build it. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's interesting because, like, they, they added the first DLC character, which was um, uh, Kate Bishop, so female Hawkeye, and then they added Hawkeye. So, basically, two of the exact same characters. Um, and now they're adding in Black Panther next. And I'm sitting there going, like, okay, cool. You need to add someone that completely sort of flips the game on its head. You need to add someone in, like, Doctor Strange or something to that regards rather than just brawlers and, like, acrobatic ground combat guys and yeah. Iron Man. You know what I mean? But they're adding a new biome. They're adding a new um, enemy variants. They're adding a whole new boss and a whole new world. So I'm going to be interested to see how a they A whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. So, uh, yeah, they are, they, they are doing some stuff, but it's... It's kind of hard when you release... It's, it's sort of like No Man's Sky. It's kind of hard when you release a game that is yeah. undercooked or isn't you know in the right direction and then you've got to course correct it because it's a lot of work to course correct a game and then also but keep see, providing live no updates. But Man, No Man's Sky fixed all the problems now. It's like an incredible game. It's, and how it's one long of those, did it take? Multiple years. Yeah, but... I, <laughs> I mean, I feel like uh, Marvel Avengers for me, it falls somewhere between the release of No Man's Sky and Anthem. And, you know, we, we had No Man's Sky obviously fix their problems over time. Anthem just, like, give up completely. And Marvel Avengers feels like it's firmly in the middle of both of those at this point in time. It may get better over time, but it feels like it's firmly in that case of maybe they've done enough, but maybe they, they haven't done enough to personally bring me back to the game. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna see what it's like uh, September, October this year, because that'll be one year after launch and then do a sort of a retrospective review of one year later, how's it ch- fixed itself and changed itself. Yeah, um, to, to see good how idea. It is. But there are some characters that are like, I'll get bored. I'll, like, palate cleansing games. Like, I'll just go in, I'll play as Thor, because playing as Thor is basically playing as Kratos from God of War, because it's the same combat director, I think. And I'll just mm-hmm. go back and I'll just do that, just for shits and gigs. Okay. Okay, I like it, I like it. Uh, there we go. Um, so, yes, um, what was my last piece of news? Oh, here it is. Uh, last piece of news this week. Um, speaking of Grand Theft Auto, um, they've finally shut down the servers, or they're announcing that they're shutting down the servers for the PS3 and the old Xbox. <laughs> that just goes to show you how fucking old this game is. <laughs> and they're bringing yeah. it to next gen. They're bringing yeah. it to the Series X and the PlayStation 5. Just make a new game. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like, oh, I, just. Make I mean, it's it, it, it's been so long um, since this game came out. It's gone across literally. You know, there's going to be three generations of consoles. So um, yeah, I think uh, the online servers are shutting down from the 16th of December this year. <laughs> so. It's a long way off, but um, yes, that's for the uh, the old PS3 and Xbox 360. I want to so know what been the player a- count is on those old servers. I don't know, but I think it's probably less than what they've got for the um, the, uh, the current gen or um, the next gen stuff. Um, they've been online since 2013, so nearly 10 years. <laughs> Jeez. Let's say... So, 
Well, let's see. Yeah, eight years. That's, that's a long time. That's a long time for any one game to be going around. But uh, yeah, there we go. Shutting down the servers for um, for PS3 and Xbox 360. If you still have one of those and are still playing on that, um, <laughs> good luck to you. Um, apologies, but you'll no longer be able to play that game. Imagine how much money and time some people will have, would have invested in that. <laughs> and yeah, literally, they're just not going to be able to play <laughs> more. Imagine all the wasted shark cards. Oh yeah, no. They, I think they're stopping those sale of those from like September, so they're still selling them now. So you can still play for the rest of the year, but they sh- they stopped selling the uh, cash cards uh, from September and then shut off the servers finally in December. I'm fairly it's- sure you can buy Grand Theft Auto Five with shark cards. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto Five Premium Edition, twenty three dollars on Steam, and it comes with Criminal Enterpi- Enterprise, eat it, Starter Pack. Uh, you're removing a service, but you're still selling it as a bundle. Like that just pulls <laughs> the mind. I think I got that for free as one of my games on uh, Epic, Epic, Epic Game yeah. Store. Yeah, yeah. I, I deliberately downloaded Epic just to get it for free, and then I didn't even download it. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say that I, I've got. I, I literally just started. You know, you know, I log in every week on Friday to get you know whatever games coming through, and I've now got. Let's put that one, two, three, four, five, six. 12 18 24 um yeah i've got 29 games on uh, on epic that i've not paid for <laughs> and how many of those have you played uh, a lot of them uh, nba oh, okay. 2k21 overcooked 2 uh, rage 2 battlefront 2, battlefront uh, 2 transistor yeah. Um, Borderlands 2, Alien Isolation, Control, Frostpunk, uh, GTA 5, Civ, uh, Civ 6, Did you do Troy, Ghostbusters? The- Did you play Ghostbusters? I I missed out on Ghostbusters. Oh, I was away that week, dude, so I missed that one. Such a good game. Um, Crying Sons is really good. Um, Arcs on there, Surviving Mars. There is a lot of games. I've played zero. I've paid zero dollars for it. It's a lot of gameplay that you know you 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 pay twenty thirty bucks for these games these days. Sometimes even more if you're buying at full price. And I got them all for free because I log in every Friday and check which game is free. It's unreal. So I don't know how they're going to make any money because I'm not paying them a cent. <laughs> it's, I don't know, man. Like, Epic, I think that's one of the things with Epic Game Store as well. Like, when games released, like Predator Hunting Grounds, when that released on, on PC and PlayStation, it was exclusive to the Epic Game Store. And I think that just hurts the player the player count because not many people 100%. use the Epic Game Store. So having free games go onto it makes people stay on the Epic Game Store. It does, but at the same token, like, you know, if you're just giving shit away for free, like, you know, it doesn't necessarily, like, if I'm going to pay money, I tend to buy it on my Steam account because it's just easier, it's just nicer to have everything in one place. But, you know, if they're going to give me shit for free, um, yeah, I will continue to take it. Thank you very much. See you later. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, not look, there's not good stuff every week. Like, they, you know, tend to, they have off weeks. Like, this week is... Here we go. Horizon, Chase Turbo, and Sonic Mania. Um, so, <laughs> not exactly great games, but, you know, hey, they're free. So, you can't complain. No, exactly right. Yeah. Um, but, yes, that's it for uh, for news this week. Most of it's about spending money and money that I haven't spent already, but will be very soon. Um, <laughs> but, Dirty, we do have a sponsor. They are Culture Shock Collectibles. They are your number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Have you seen all the cool stuff they've released this week? There's a lot of Spawn stuff that's come out, and it just has that I'm Todd McFarlane, I'm edgy, aren't I cool vibe to them because it's Todd McFarlane. (laughs) 
Um, I mean, Todd McFarlane was the original Edge Lord before uh, Zack Snyder took that title. Oh, I wouldn't say it's Zack Snyder that's taking <laughs> the title, but I'd still say it's Todd McFarlane that's got it. But like, he's got a spawn that's a cat. He's wearing a Devil May Cry duster coat, bandolier belt, and a fucking top hat. Who are yep. you trying to be, Slash? Like, <laughs> I don't get it. Anyway, there's a load of those. There's heaps of Masters of the Universe Revelation toys. Uh, I've never watched He-Man. There's a new Netflix series of He-Man. That's oh, it looks so good. I have. It looks I have so no good. Just in He-Man, I, I I don't get it. What is a He-Man? He-Man is 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 amazing. He has the power of Grayskull and all the rest of it. Anyway, uh, and all the other iconic lines. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I'm very much looking forward to that series. It was one of those, um, He-Man was one of those cartoons I grew up with. Um, and one of the cool toys, obviously, Battle Cat, very cool. Um, that's uh, available now, I think. It's back in stock with Culture Shock. Um, but yeah, I agree. A lot of those um, Spawn toys are just stupid. Yeah, there is uh, X-Men Age of Apocalypse toys that are that are coming out that look pretty cool. So you can have like the Cyclops with the long hair and he's got the... Um, the, the beam that goes through his hairline, which I think looks fucking cool. Worst X-Man ever. He's not the worst. He's fine. Uh, he's he's the worst. He is the worst X-Man. He is. Jubilee. I'm, I'm gonna, I will go to my... I will go to my grave saying he's the worst. Gambit. Gambit <laughs> is the worst. Gambit is the best. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know you love Gambit. <laughs> fucking trigger me. No, Come on. Cyclops <laughs> is cool because he has glasses and so do I. <laughs> you fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cyclops is, can be cool. I think he's kind of a wizard. Um, there's also the uh, the Transformers toys, uh, which look pretty cool. The uh, War for Cybertron toys, uh, which look... Oh, they're, they're pretty cool. I liked, I kind of liked some of the look of that series because it was like almost G1, but not quite. Yeah, um, it's that, um, that Netflix series that's out at the moment now. So... Um, Mm. Fuck, I forgot. I think it's just called War for Cybertron, actually, where it's like yeah, season one right. and season two are very, you know, the war is on Cybertron, and then it looks like season two. I didn't finish season two, but apparently it ends of them landing on Earth, but they land on Earth during the Beast Wars period, which yes, that's is correct. Very interesting because it's different. It's it's the same universe but different timelines. Um, so yeah, I will I will disagree on like you know interesting because you know I know you loved Beast Wars, Beast but Wars Beast is Wars the bomb, yo. See, Beast Wars was at, like was released at a time where I was kind of like not watching at all, and it was at that weird time where they tried to do a lot of um, CG. Like, yeah, they were trying oh, to yeah. do it new was the CG era stuff. Of reboot, <laughs> reboot. I was just about to say yeah, like that. Yeah. That reboot and Beast Wars were out at the same time, and it was just this weird blocky, you know, CG stuff, and it just didn't quite capture my imagination the same way that the original series did because it was all hand-drawn and all the rest of it. So, But it's in the yeah. same universe as the original series where, like, all the other... Like, everything else outside of the original series is all like, you know, this is a different interpretation, this is a different universe, all that sort of stuff like that, where Beast Wars yeah. is like, no, this is Generation 1, and the it is it's set during the period both in the future and in the past at the same time. And... <laughs> <laughs> it, it was really cool how they did that. I mean, if you needed more more stuff about your um, space traveling robots that turn into cars and stuff, um, it definitely needed time travel in there as well because it just wasn't interesting enough. Although, uh, yeah, I, 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 I can go into Beast Wars, but I'll, I'll save it for later because there's there's yes. Beast Wars news for nerd. But um, it's yes. it's awesome. I love Beast Wars. Beast Wars is the bomb. Yeah, that purple Megatron <laughs> dinosaur is the fucking best. 
And you can get all of those toys from CultureShockCollectibles.com, your number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Yes. Now, Mr. Duty, we do have a few things to talk about this week. I want to kick it off with the Siege DLC because that's uh, hot off the presses. It is. Um, I, know you, I know you did a video for that uh, in the last week, I believe. I did. Um, I did. On your YouTube channel. So, um, yeah, do you want to give us a bit of a rundown about what we can expect from the new Siege DLC? Cool. So Siege, um, the new DLC operation Northstar adds one new operator and a map rework. The operator is a defensive operator called Thunderbird, uh, and her ability. <laughs> yep. No and, way. <clears throat> and some people call her female Thanos because she's got like tattoo lines or markings on her chin, sort of similar to Thanos's chin. Um, okay. Anyway, right. so her uh, ability, she's a defensive operator, and her ability is she puts down three of these, they sort of look like little mini projectors, but she puts down three of these gadgets that have a, a area of effect sort of circle around them, and any ally that walks into that effect will get a healing boost, or they'll get their health restored, or they'll get revived if they're down and not out. Um, okay. So she's sort of like the character, for anyone who does play Siege, she's sort of like Doc and Jaeger sort of put together. Um, she's got an assault rifle as her main weapon as well, which makes her more of a Roma, and she's a three speed one armor so she's quite quick um her what siege normally does when they add a new operator into the game it generally tends to change the dynamic of the of the attacking or the defending side so previously they'd released operators like um this one called melusi who would put a trap down and her gadget would essentially slow down characters if they're they're running through an area they'd go to like this crawling sort of walking sort of movement speed uh and then from that um, it would set out an alert that you know someone's walking through there, and that would change the dynamic of the game because it would uh, it would affect how quickly attackers can you know breach into a room or, or stuff like that. Where this operator doesn't change the flow of gameplay, but it just sort of keeps the defenders more alive and keeps them sort of secure. So it's like, all right, shit, if I get attacked from here, I can quickly run around this corner where Thunderbird has put down one of her gadgets and get a quick heal, rather than just you know getting you know sit, sitting being a sitting duck and getting killed. Um, and in a game like this, I think you know any sort of heal that you can get is a massive bonus, right? Yeah. So if if the previously the only way to get healed in Siege was using the character Doc, and his his he literally just had a stim pistol. He would shoot you with it. You'd get healed, or you'd get revived, or you'd get you know an extra. You'd go from hundred health to one hundred and thirty health. That would slowly tick down back to hundred. But the problem yeah. with Doc was if he tried to shoot you and you ran and he missed, he wasted a shot. And I think he only had maybe three to five shots, and that was it. Um, he could also be a jerk and just constantly stim himself to give a fuckload of health. And if Doc died, there was no way to get healed because Doc was dead. Um, yeah. So with Thunderbird putting her gadgets down, if Thunderbird dies, her gadgets are still there to do something. So That's a- pretty overpowered. <laughs> yes, but you can just simply shoot the gadgets when you see them. They're not bulletproof. Yeah, sure. You can throw in a grenade and blow them up. Like they're, they're, they're nothing special in that regards. She's a little bit sort of similar as well. Like If you're playing Siege for the first time, one of the best defensive operators to go as is a guy called Rook. He drops down an armor bag that everyone just puts on like body armor. That's his okay. gadget. Like it just gives everyone a couple of extra hits before they start taking health damage. Yeah, yeah. That's his whole shtick. From there, it's like it doesn't matter if you die, it doesn't matter if you get killed stupidly, you've done your job and you've put down your armor. That's it. Okay. Um, so she's she's a little similar to that. Put down your gadgets and then you can go about roaming or you can do whatever the hell it is you want because you've sort of put down your gadgets. The problem with this update though is they've changed Siege so much, it's slowly turning into Overwatch. And Overwatch sucks <laughs> right now. <clears throat> oh, okay. So they've made changes to defensive operators, one of which was my previous main, and now they've ruined her, and I don't play her, is a character called Melusi. She puts down a gadget that slows people down in the area of effect. 
Now, previously, she had three of these gadgets. She'd put them down, and they were bulletproof. So the only way to get rid of those gadgets were to go up and melee them, and if you went close enough to them, you'd start getting slowed down from this, like, area of effect thing she has, and it would alert, you know, everyone on the team that, hey, my gadget's going off, someone's over there. Um, Mm. Or throwing an explosive or hitting it with some form of explosive would destroy the gadget. They can now just simply be shot at. So if someone walks into it and it hums immediately, you can just go bang and shoot it, which to me is... It, like what's the point of picking her now because her gadget isn't useful like you can just walk in and shoot the gadget immediately you don't have to like you know plan out and throw an explosive or fucking you know crawl up to it or you need a thatcher to take it out it can just immediately be shot at which is fucking stupid um, <laughs> secondly there's a there's defensive operators that use um, something in regards to form of bulletproof glass right there's one called mirror her, her gadget's pretty straightforward. She puts up basically a two-way mirror into walls so that attackers or defenders, sorry, can see what's on the other side of the wall, but the attackers just see a black plane of glass. Bit like an interrogation room stuff, really. Now, yeah. her glass is bulletproof. If you shoot the glass, nothing happens. Um, if you want to break open the viewport as a defender, there's like a little uh, air tank sort of uh, looks like a little fire extinguisher on the other side. You shoot that, it yep. pressurizes the air, the glass drops out so you can shoot out from the other side. What they've done for all bulletproof glass defenders only, if an attacker or a defender, stupidly enough, goes up and melee hits bulletproof glass, it shatters the glass. Okay. Bulletproof glass getting shattered by smacking mm. it with your elbow. It's a very strong elbow. (laughs) It, it, It makes me so fucking angry. And again, if you want to see it in gameplay and how stupid this decision is, go nuts. Because... Let me, I'll say it again. Bulletproof glass <laughs> getting shattered by an elbow. Mm. Right. It doesn't remove the glass from the actual, like, it doesn't drop the glass out of the mirror so then you can shoot out of it. It literally shatters the entire, it sort of safety glasses it. It <laughs> shatters the glass pane so you can't see what's on the other side. This is okay. bulletproof glass. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Very fucking angry about that. I'm I'm living, I'm giving you space to just vent. Oh yeah. On top of that, they're making they've they've put it in the test service. They haven't put it in the real game yet. I hope they don't do it. But one of the big things with Siege is it's it can be very hard to play the game. But the big thing is you learn from dying. You learn from don't use your drone out in an open area because you're just a sitting duck. You know, anyone can shoot you from any angle. Use it in a safe area. You know, if you know if you're running into a room, check your corners. If you don't check your corners, you can die. Use that as a learning experience. You're going like, fuck, that's frustrating, but I died from not checking my corners. I now know that for next time. Like, that's the whole thing with Siege. You learn from dying. Where what they've got in the test servers now, if you die, you can use your gadgets however you want. So you can drive drones around. If you've got the flying drone from, uh, from one of the defenders, if you're dead, you can still fly that drone around around the map. If, you're, if you've got a gadget that has a laser device on it, you can still use that device even though your character is dead. So they're basically making it, rather than it being a learning experience to teach players how you died and use it as a learning experience, they're making it going from, well, these players are bored between rounds, let's just have them do something while they wait for the next round to start. No, you were stupid enough to die, all you needed to learn about that case and scenario to move on to the next round and actually progress as a player in Siege don't fucking just like this is the thing that they're doing they're making it so you can drive your drones around you can use gadgets even though after you're dead and help your team no like this is someone who's bored between rounds looking for something to do if you're looking for something to do go to the bathroom go get a drink learn from your mistakes <laughs> don't drive your drone uh, it's, it, it's a very stupid thing they've done the only good update they've made for the existing core gameplay of siege is 
There's a character called Smoke who throws out a, basically a smoke grenade, and it's like toxic smoke. So anyone who walks in it slowly starts to take damage. Previously, if you threw these grenades next to a wall or on, in a room, the gas would go through the walls, through the ceiling, and through the roof. Oh, through okay. the floor and through the roof. So it would actually like seep out unnaturally into other rooms. Where now mm-hmm. if you throw it into a room, it is contained within that room. It doesn't seep out into other areas. That's the only good thing they've made with this game. The final worst thing they've made is they've <laughs> removed dead bodies. Okay. So Siege's big thing was like what you could do is if you killed someone, doesn't you know, ally or whatever. The, the dead body would stay there. You could put an you know, explosive down next to them. You could put a bear trap next to the body. So then if someone wouldn't see it, they could just run over it and get killed. What they've done now is they've removed the bodies, just like how you do in, say, Call of Duty or Battlefield, and they've replaced them with marker tokens going like, someone died here. You know, Thatcher died here or Rook died here. Where Rainbow Six Siege is made as a realistic first-person shooter and a competitive first-person shooter and they're slowly turning it into Overwatch where you can fucking... They just nerf characters because they're too powerful and they remove dead bodies because, oh, I didn't see the explosive next to them. Well, sorry. Use that as a fucking learning experience. Siege is Siege. (laughs) Siege is not Call of Duty. Siege is not Overwatch. And apparently, and I I was chatting to a couple of mates about this, some previous Overwatch devs are now working on Siege and this totally makes sense why this update fucking sucks. Like, the, the new Defender is fine. The new map rework is great. But the updates they've made to the core game itself is fucking awful. You've turned it from Siege into something shit. That's just, it's not Siege. <laughs> and the only reason we've gotten these updates is because people are complaining. And rather than the, de- than the devs going, okay, Malusi's gadget is a bit overpowered. Rather than nerfing her like we've done with so many heroes in Overwatch, let's create an attacker who can disable these gadgets from range and hack into them from range. So there's your yin and your yang. But here it's just like, <laughs> no, we'll just nerf them. It's fine. You know, it's, it's, it's fine. No, use it as a fucking learning experience. If they're using this particular operator the first round, the likelihood they're going to use it in the second round is very high, especially if they've won. So pick a fucking attacker that's opposite her that can take out her gadgets without getting close to them. No, we'll just shoot them out. No one will be upset. It's fine. This is, I like the new operator, I like the map rework, everything outside of that, maybe the smoke update is fine, but everything outside of that has honestly dropped Siege a peg or two in my opinion. Like, okay. I used to play Siege a lot. Now, yeah. it's like, oh, I'll play it maybe once a week. I used to play this thing four times a week, like for three or four hours. I played it for four consecutive hours on Twitch with Dave from Super Movie Bros. And after that four hours, I'm like, you know what? It's, the changes have just made this game not fun. Like it's yeah, it's okay. just it's turning into something that Siege was never meant to be. Mm. I get very very angry. Like they've they've just they've I I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> just revert the fucking changes, man. If 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 the devs are listening, like it's it's Rainbow Six Siege. It is not Overwatch. It is not Call of Duty. It is roll not, it back. Exact. It is Siege's Siege. And by turning it into something else and trying to make it something else, you're ruining what the game is. Hmm. Interesting. Review okay, score-wise, no. three out of five. Ooh, yeah, That's it's getting a bit lethal there, mate. Yeah, it's <laughs> these changes, man, they made me fucking angry. Bulletproof <laughs> glass can be shattered with an elbow. All right, take a deep breath. Take uh, deep, deep breath, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, I, I can tell that's obviously something that's, uh, that very much uh, touched your heart. I think is yes. uh, is the right I, way to I say it. I love Siege. Siege, it's been my favourite first-person PvP online shooter. I don't play Call of Duty because that game fucking sucked. 
Overwatch gets me so angry, I fucking uninstall it multiple times. Siege, though, every time I die, I learn and I get better as a player. Like, that's the whole thing with Siege. Like, yeah, you start off, you're gonna suck, and then you're gonna get better. But now it's just like, what's the fucking point of playing the game when, like, I get used to an operator, I learn to love them, their gadgets come in handy, you nerf the living shit out of her to the point where I don't want to play her anymore, and I don't want to play this game anymore. Yeah, no, okay, I can hear that. I can hear that. Oh, well, have you have you got that off your chest now, bud? I do, I'm done. I'm done with, I'm, I'm done with Siege until the next update. That is the okay. Fair enough. I like that. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, we, there we go, mate. Um, yeah, it's, it sounds like there have been a number of changes that haven't met uh, your rigorous standards for uh, for this game. I know you love it a lot. Um, yeah, definitely hoping that they can continue to make improvements or changes or even revert back some of those changes to something that um, is not more playable, I'll say, is more in line with what the, uh, the true ethos of uh, Siege has been. I mean, that's probably the, the only good thing Overwatch has got going for it is, yeah, they've, they've nerfed the living shit out of some of their fucking heroes, which is stupid. But, like, if you want to... If you play Overwatch now, there's normal mode and there's classic quick play, where normal mode, it puts you into tank, you know, healer or damage, and you're stuck in that class, but you can pick the heroes out of that class. But if you play quick play classic, you can change out of classes whenever you want. With Siege, you can't revert back to playing last season. Like, once they update it, they've updated it across the board. You can't go yep. back and play classic Siege. Yep. Yes, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so angry. I can understand. All right. Thank you for that, mate. Um, look, let's move on to something else before you get too frustrated. I'll take one of mine this week <laughs> uh, so to give you some time to just breathe and just, just relax a little bit. Um, I want to talk about uh, the official game for the Olympic Games, Tokyo 2020. Um, it is the official video game release that's come out this week. Now, if you're confused about all of this, why a game titled 2020 is releasing in 2021, don't be confused. They're just weird naming conventions. Yeah, that they that's want to weird. Keep. It's, it's really bizarre. So the, the Tokyo Olympics are still called Tokyo 2020. Um, the, there's a, a soccer event going on in Europe at the moment called the Euros. That's still called Euro 2020. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of very large sporting events because they want to keep on a four-year cycle. They keep the name of the year so it doesn't get confusing when they talk about it later on. But okay. trust me, it's just going to be more confusing later. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this is the official game for um, Tokyo 2020. Um, there is, I mean, you may remember, I think it was like two years ago now, it was like December 2019, they released um, Sonic and Mario. Um, that was fun. The, yeah, that was a fun game. Yeah. Um, that was released in 2019 for Tokyo 2020. <laughs> that makes sense. It, obviously it makes sense. But yes, this is the official video game. This is, I would say it's almost in that same kind of league as, as Sonic, just toned down a little bit on the cartoonish stupidity. Um, although you can play um, as as Sonic in, <laughs> in one of the games, so that's pretty cool. Um Look, this is a um, it's it's a, it's one of those mini game party game kind of things. So um, it's it's definitely one of those ones that, again that you want to play and challenge other people um, and see what they've got going on. There are eighteen different sports um, or, or Olympic events that you can challenge people to. Um, you can either play uh, locally online with other people. Um, or um, you can play on the internet with strangers. So there's um, yeah, some interesting challenges that you can go through, I suppose, interesting combinations. 
playing the computer can be very, very, very difficult. Um, so they do like each event has sort of three stages. You do qualifying, you do semifinals, and then the finals. And I, I, it's like the the qualifying stage is like your introduction. So all of the AIs turned right down. The semifinals okay. slightly more challenging, but the finals everything that the like the computer does is almost perfection. And I honestly don't know how sometimes I actually was able to win events. It was that bloody hard. Um, so, so, so it's yeah. like those old sort of you know Sega Mega Master or whatever it is that the NES like you know triathlon games where you had to fucking spam buttons in order to jump and it was just incredibly hard and frustrating. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> so, look, if your if your controllers are very fragile, um, be prepared to destroy them uh, with this thing because there are some events that are just button mashy like crazy. So um, they do some things like um, swimming. They do uh, athletics. So uh, running, so the 100-meter sprint is just complete button mashing heaven. And, like, you're just, you're just smashing on these things. You're, you know, flicking around the thumbsticks. And everything is designed to be really fast and really quick. Um, lots of, like, sort of quick time little mini events in there. So you have to push the button at the same time and, you know, match events and all the rest of it. So it can be quite tricky to do as well. But, yeah, you are smashing the shit out of your controllers while you do it. And so, you thought you had stick drift now. Oh, well, that, and that's the thing, right? Because I played, I reviewed this on Switch as right. well. And, yeah, it's, I was, I almost broke the thumbsticks, I'm sure, <laughs> in some events. Because uh, there's one of them, they do, like, the hammer throw. And so you spin the right thumbstick around. And, like, you just have to keep doing that faster and faster to build up speed. And I, I felt at one stage, I was like, shit, that feels like it's going to snap off. And uh, it is. No, it didn't, fortunately, but yeah, it felt very, very fragile while I was doing it. Um, but even still, look, there's, there's some uh, some really cool events in here. I really enjoyed um, a lot of the sports events. Um, so they've got soccer, they've got uh, basketball, uh, there's baseball, um, there is tennis and table tennis, there's rugby. So there's some really, uh, they've done some really nice things. It feels a little bit... Um, I'm going to class these all in the same sort of package because they really are. It feels like NBA Jam. So that okay, kind yeah. of really sort of, um, there's quite a loose feel to how things go. And it's it's very easy to do particular actions. And it, it, yeah, they're all in the same sort of boat. But you get to do, um, occasionally you get to do like super power moves that are like almost unblockable. And so, you know, put in a massive dunk or score a big try um, or yeah, do something like make a power shot in soccer or tennis that your opponent can't, uh, you know, can't you know block under a normal circumstance but they can also do a power move to like back at you if they get the timing right so there's just you know interesting little timing aspects to it which are quite fun um and so is it i assume it's it's got a little bit like that um like when you play mario party but it's less i don't want to say less fun because mario party <laughs> mario party's got like that childlike atmosphere where like you can be three you can be a three-year-old or you can be three siders into a into a night and you can just be having the time of your life but it's got that that com- more competitive nature that Mario Party might necessarily have. <clears throat> yeah, and that's, you know, it, it, it is much more competitive as far as timing's concerned or distances are concerned. There's always that constant, you know, oh, you've set, you know, a new record or this person's gone further than you have. So there's always these little things that, you know, it's somebody's doing better than somebody else. Mm. So, yeah, definitely challenging for um, for each of those things. I will say... 
um, that there are some aspects of it that are like at that, that top level that are almost impossible. Like some of the events, I couldn't even get past the first round. Like the um, uh, they do competitive climbing, so speed climbing, um, and. And it's just, it's all like you have to use um, right and left sticks to reach up to particular holds. Right. And, you know, you have to time it with, you know, the, the timing on the screen. And I just, for some reason, my brain just could not work with it. And I, I was just dying inside. Um, like other the, uh, the, the pull-up challenge from Final Fantasy VII? Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's just yeah. this weird, like, weird little mini game kind of thing. Some of the, like, you know, and the swimming as well was sort of, you know, right and left stick to, you know, to use either arm and time to... And it's just a weird timing things that you just kind of can't get to. Um, so I'm sure some people have already worked it out and you know worked ways around it. But yeah, they just they make those types of games slightly in, inaccessible. Um, so there is a, a slight skill level that you need to get up to. It's not like a hey, you can just enter into this game. You know, you can beat the qualification round, and yeah, you know, that's fine. But yeah, you. Know, you, you, you <laughs> It, it just needs to be slightly more accessible so that people can play it at a, a very basic skill level. Otherwise, they're just not going to play those games. Um, but yeah, look, things like I said, like the sports games are quite fun. The boxing's really fun as well. That's um, that was a cool little one. So I think they've got some really cool gameplay elements in here, and yeah, they've just sort of spread them across all these different events. So um, yeah, really interesting. I, I enjoyed my time with it. I think it's definitely one of those ones that. Um, that people will have fun with, like challenging friends and family, and you know, setting records. I'm sure there are people setting records on the internet already because you know the internet. Um, but yeah, look, I think it's uh, it's definitely a nice little companion piece. I'll probably break it out again because I'm a regular Olympic Games watcher. When I sit on the couch and go, "Fuck those guys, need to work harder," um, <laughs> <laughs> while shoving my face full of chips. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you see his techniques all shit. <laughs> 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 Crack me out of the beer. Um, but yeah, like I'll, I'll, I'll probably it'll be one of those things where you can sit down and you watch it with the Olympics. And hey, I would like to play that game. That'll be quite fun. So um, yeah, quite a lot of fun. I th- definitely good little party game uh game to get i would give this uh if we're rating it probably a three and a half out of out of five probably one of those three and a half pushing four but not quite four games okay yeah yeah that makes sense there we go um so that's uh that's my one now let's uh let's talk about your final one this week buddy um you played a little bit of dnd I did, I did. I ventured and dipped my toe into the world of Dungeons and Dragons with Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Now, before we get onto it, of course, thank you very much to to Kosh Media for providing a code for the game. Before uh, I got my hands on it, there were some reviews up on YouTube and I took a look at it. A lot of reviews were saying this is the worst game of the year. Don't touch it. Save your money. Don't save, you know, don't waste your bandwidth and your install and your memory and your hard drive. What peyote are you eating or smoking or ingesting or dissolving in some way? Because it is by far not the worst game of the year. Is it a great game? No. Is it a bad game? No. It's that it's that middle <laughs> spot. <clears throat> it's a it's a lukewarm game. It's 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 perfectly fine. Like that's that's <laughs> and, and but like there's there's no problem with releasing a perfectly fine game. There's nothing wrong with you know not every game needs to be the greatest game ever or the shittest game ever. Like, this is just perfectly fine. Um, Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance is a one-to-four-player uh, co-op uh, multiplayer dungeon-crawling game, but unlike sort of Baldur's Gate or anything like that where it's top-down like Diablo-style, it is a third-person behind-the-back Dark Souls light uh, in some ways, um, or, or very uh, Jedi Fallen Order if you didn't play Dark Souls. 
Uh, you can pick one of four characters with a... Uh, now, they are characters that exist in the Dungeons & Dragons world that I just found out recently, and they're, they're characters that are in books. For me, though, I don't know anything on Dungeons & Dragons, but you would basically play as a barbarian who's a heavy hitter, a dwarf with an axe and a shield, a, uh, a ranger with that's got, like, two knives and, or two sort of basically legless without the arrows and then you have an archer which is basically legless um you can only choose those four characters and then you go out and you set up on missions and stuff like that basic pretty basic sort of game as you'd expect yeah. um the graphics and okay the best thing about this game and it is before you even do anything <laughs> the best thing about this game is the sound and the music and score for this game it immediately puts you in the mood to either play you know dark alliance or yep. it is if you're sitting around a table like I want to do and actually play D&D or something like that, the music and score for this game is fucking fantastic. It, okay. is, it is honestly better than some film scores out there. Wow. <clears throat> it's, it's fucking great. The, the character designs for the enemies and the world themselves is awesome. The yep. cutscenes and the voice acting fantastic some of it feels like it's pulled straight out of lord of the rings like there's very huge army sort of moments there's dark creepy characters that look very much like the mouth of sauron okay knowing nothing of the world of dungeons and dragons this makes me want to go and do more dungeons and dragons like stuff <laughs> I, I want to play the, the the tabletop i want to fucking you know, have the cardboard thing around me or fucking you know wear a wizard's hat you know this this makes me who want doesn't to, <laughs> this does what all of those sort of already you know an existing property games does you know like fucking the formula one games might make you want to watch formula one and the marvel avengers game might make you actually want to go you know watch the movies if you haven't already like it sells the product that it's that it's on and this game does the same thing of it makes you want to sort of go and take a look further in the world of dungeons and dragons uh there are some negatives with the game um i found (laughs) here we go (laughs) i found with the the character using as the the barbarian is who i'm using um so the the combat again is very dark souls styles where after you sort of defeat an area a a campfire will come up you can either rest and recharge your your health and recharge your stamina um, because stamina is a big thing anytime you use attacks your stamina goes down and then if you keep using your attacks while your stamina is down it actually shortens your stamina recharge bar Um, Mm. and if you've got no stamina at all you're basically doing one swing and then you're exhausted Um, so you need to keep an eye on that and that's what resting's for and if you don't rest you can actually sort of disregard the the campfire and use that to increase the rarity of the loot that you pick up and you pick up a fuckload of loot in this game okay um the combat itself is fine it's not as refined as dark souls jedi fallen order neo anything like that it's very bare bones compared to those games but it is inspired by those at least for the barbarian character that i'm playing as Um, yeah i found that multiple times for certain enemies i will swing and attack them they'll do a dodge or they'll they'll be a a cultist which is like a, a dark wizard sort of thing and they'll disappear and my character still swinging against a brick wall even though i've inputted to turn around and chase after the enemy he's still like continuing the animation where or continuing attacking when i've gone no i moved before i hit the attack button there's moments where you need to jump across something i've hit the jump button and the character's just fallen off Um, yeah thankfully enough you just sort of immediately respawn where you fell off um the character designs for the heroes and for humans or allies look kind of world of warcraft cartoonish a little mario world like just, yeah it's got a drop of it in there <clears throat> yeah where all of the enemies look sick like some of the goblins yeah they look sick sick they look <laughs> a little cartoony yes but like the cultists are very much like the mouth of sauron they've got their lips removed they've got giant teeth hanging this huge helmet 
They look fucking cool as fuck. But then you look <laughs> at your hero and it's like, this dude's been pulled out of the Mario universe or this guy's got some... You know, he's very cartoony. Um, I found with... Uh, when you equip new armor and new gear, you can only do that when you go back to sort of this hub camp after each mission. So that's when you res- retrieve all your loot and you can equip and sell things, so on and so forth. Um, equipping certain legs, like certain pants and certain chest pieces together, um, they the clothes don't join together and there is a giant gap of nothingness between there and you can see straight through your character's body. So like the pants didn't line up with the back of the armor, so there's just giant blank of nothing and you can just see the floor through your character model. Um, yeah. So they need to tidy that up. Playing it online with friends, the game... Or not with friends, even with randoms as well, which I've done a couple times now. It, the game naturally levels up the enemy resistance. So, it, 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 you know, if you're playing with people, it you know raises their health bar. If you're playing by yourself, it lowers their health bar. Um, yep. And I found that even playing with one extra person, it drastically increases enemy health and enemy damage and stuff like that to the point where there was a character who was uh, playing as the ranger. So essentially going in with two swords fucking shit up and then buggering out of there and i'm sitting there going as the tank and i'm getting absolutely swamped and the ranger is fine like i died multiple times and i got revived thankfully but like it doesn't have that necessarily the maybe it was the difficulty maybe it was you know we weren't actually talking and communicating and stuff like that but it just didn't have that sort of that probably a combination of, of of all of the above yeah, it just it, it just didn't have that sort of that teamwork that you think you'd need for like, okay, you need to go in because you're the tank, you need to get the aggro while we just do the damage, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, some enemy designs and or enemy attacks are very cheap. Um, there's a, <laughs> the enemy cultists and the, the sort of the leader cultists that you go up against, you'll start you know, whacking the crap out of them and they'll flinch when they get hit, which is good, but then you can they can just immediately go, oh, I'm not flinched, and then teleport behind you. And while they've teleported behind you, they're you know shooting magic at you and while your character's on the ground you can just get mm. swarmed and because you flinch when you get hit too you can just die from getting flinched and if there's like five enemies around you all taking turns to attack you'll just die from flinching and the same yeah. can be said for enemies if you attack them into a wall and they're flinching into a wall you can just keep them there and they're dead like it's it's very cheap in that regards too um i yeah, think it sounds, game- a bit, uh, sounds a little bit meh yeah it's like like I said again, it's not the best game. It's not the worst game. It's fine. Uh, I think this game needed probably three to six months more in the oven just to tidy things up, just to have you know beta players come through. Just you know, people yeah, essentially to come through three months before the game comes out, going, "This is what we've built. Try and break it. Let us know the problems we have, so then we can fix it for when launch comes out." Where I find it interesting when a beta releases, it's generally like a week or two before the game releases. I'm like, no. Do a, do a beta or an open alpha or something well before this releases so we can fix, or so that you can fix these problems. Yeah. Um, it is on Game Pass, um, so if you have Game Pass, you can pick it up. It is cross-play between Xbox and PC on Game Pass. Um, okay. So that is a bonus as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. The only other negative that I have for this game is, and it is because I'm not familiar with the world of Dungeons & Dragons itself, but at least from my understanding is you would make your own character and you would let... You know, put your own levels and stats and stuff in, and you can level up the characters you play as, and you know, level up their their charisma and all that sort of stuff. But being able to select four characters rather than making your own character just feels off to me. And yeah, well, isn't that the whole purpose of like because it's supposed to be this giant RPG, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, it feels a little bit like you know it defeats the purpose if you know you're not including that in the uh, as an option within the game. Yeah, yeah, and for me, like, when it comes to playing, 
World of Warcraft, it comes to playing Elder Scrolls Online, when it comes to playing basically anything medieval-based medieval or, or swords and uh, you know, spells and shit, I go as a mage. Like, I like to sit back and shoot people with magic mm. while others go in and attack, and there's no mage option here. It is dwarf, barbarian, archer, and uh, and a rogue. Like, I, I like to sit back and shoot magic. When Doctor Strange yeah. releases for Marvel Avengers, or if he does release, he's probably going to be my main besides Thor, like, because I like to sit back and just shoot magic at people. But yeah. there's no option for that. And maybe that'll be DLC that will release. Um, the developers for the game have come out and they said, yes, we've heard all the, you know, the the problems and complaints people have said about the game. They are, you know, they're, they're adamant on working and fixing them. I don't think, unlike Avengers, where it's like you guys fucked up by not having a big open world and just having small biomes and just boring, repetitive enemies and stuff like that. This game doesn't have boring, repetitive worlds or enemies. The world and level design absolutely gorgeous but it's just you needed that extra three to six months just to get some of the kinks and the bugs out and that's mm. probably the only thing that's holding it back and maybe make the 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 you know the heroes don't look like they come from the mario world that's probably it they don't need yeah. to be like you know they're exact humans like you know diablo or whatever but like you can have that tiny bit of cartoonic styling to them but still make them look badass we're here they're just they they look flat faced they look weird okay okay but uh interesting Score wise, I'm, I'm at the moment. I'm, I'm sitting between a three to three point five, so a six or seven out of ten. I'm probably gonna. It's more leaning towards the six side. If they had gotten rid of some of their bugs, I think it would be a good game. It'd be fine for you and three mates to just jump in and play. And that's definitely what the game is made to be played for. But um, it's it can be played solo. It's fine to be played solo. It's not made to be played solo, but you can definitely do it. And it's it's still a bit of fun. It is a good streaming game as well. I've been doing a little bit of streaming with it as well, and people have been jumping on board. And some dude actually told me, like, yeah, these characters are from novels. I'm like, cool. I had no fucking idea because the game probably tells you in a menu in a codex somewhere, but I know nothing yeah. of Dungeons & Dragons. Un so yeah. Unless you're like, talking about it within the game as well, it kind of defeats the purpose. Like, you know, putting it yeah. in a menu doesn't really do it justice. Yeah, the cutscenes, though, and the world, the sound design, all of that stuff, absolutely fantastic. Like, that is the, the great thing about this game. And yeah. if this, uh, it, you know, this score, this soundtrack, this what, the, whatever it might be, if this releases on Spotify, if this releases on vinyl, if this releases anywhere, like, in, as, a, as a platformed medium, this is, like, the best music to have while you're playing board games. Like, if you're playing Dungeons & Dragons, if you're playing Zombicide, if you're playing Warhammer... This music mm. is just awesome, cool, fucking get you in the mood music. Like it's not heavy metal, fucking Avenged Sevenfold or anything like that. It's just like cool, tribal, orcish sort of style Dungeons and Dragons music, and it's fucking cool. Okay, okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, busy week. Sounds like you had a lot of fun with this one, at least. Uh, like I did. at least within um, what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's moments, and you know, you can you can go back and take a look at it. But there's moments where I'm going, "What the fuck?" Where it's just like I'm attacking a dude, <laughs> he's not flinching, he swipes me away, and I'm like, "All right." And then I just lose a fuckload of damage from getting ganked by a heap of other enemies. Yeah, like the game isn't fair to you. Just like you know, Dark Souls, you know, or or, or Bloodburn, or Neo, or what was that other one that you played, Sekiro? Like if you got three yeah. enemies attacking you at once and you didn't block any of those attacks, you're gonna get you're gonna lose a fair chunk of health. Where like mm. it's the same with this. Yeah, interesting. All right, um, do you want to give us a review score for this one? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the three out of five, so six out of ten for now. Um, okay. I might I might do similar to to what I've done with you know Mass Effect Andromeda and all that sort of stuff like that. Is come back a year later and see what it's like then to see how they change things if they add new characters, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's 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 fine. Like it's it's not it's not it's not the worst game of the year. Don't touch it. Like <laughs> if, if you and three mates are fucking bored and you got Game Pass, this is definitely one of the Game Pass games to pick up and just play. Like that's that's exactly what this is for. Yeah. No. Absolutely. All hmm. right. Excellent. There you go. Well, that's um, yeah, that's our games for this week. It sounds like there's uh, a lot of variety to choose from, at least uh, in what we played in the last week. Yes. Um, so some D and D, some Siege, or some Olympic mini games. Um, whatever's up your alley, I'm sure there's something available for you. Um, again, check out the Steam sales. Make sure you um, <laughs> spend all of your hard-earned cash uh, because it is the cheapest time of the year to buy right now. Um, get into it as quickly as possible. You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> Uh, look, that's it for us this week. Um, I'm I'm going to sign out now. Uh, I am Fuzzy Dan, just reminding you that um, if your wallet isn't crying, you're not spending enough money. And this is duty next week. Fuzzy won't be on the episode next week, I think not. That's um, correct. But Ian and Tom uh, will be joining me on next week's episode of Noob. We've been playing the new Pirates of the Caribbean Sea of Thieves expansion. Um, Yar. And... Uh, it's actually a lot of fun. It's it's single player campaign story based where you can't be destroyed by random players. Like it's actually it's a bit of fun. So we'll be talking about that next week. Uh, until then, play with each other and play with yourself. I was going to pick something else. Sail with each other and sail with yourself. 